Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg, and with me always is Ringo. Say hi, Ringo. Hi, Ringo. This week, we're taking on 2023's Hallmark Tricked Me, a.k.a. Just Like a Christmas Movie, a.k.a. Waking Up to Christmas, on Paramount, rated TVPG. We'll talk more about what the name of this fucking movie is anyway. Ringo, what do you got to drink today? What do I got to drink today? Lots of air. I didn't bring anything to drink. Wow, you showed up for your podcast with no drinks. I probably should have brought a drink because, like, before the podcast started, I was like, I'm going to fall asleep on this podcast over you here. Should. You should. Oh, wait, no, it's school day, huh? So, yeah, you can't yeah. even summon the minion to bring you something. Nope. Yeah. Have you trained the dogs to bring you a drink yet? I have, but they fumble, and they tend to drink my drink before it gets to me, and then I just get an empty mug. What a bunch of assholes. Yeah, and then they're bust. I don't think something that would make you buzz is going to help you stay awake during the podcast. Oh, like, as in, like... Oh, caffeine buzz? They get the zoomies. Yeah, they Ah, get the the caffeine buzz. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. Uh, I can only imagine Tux on caffeine. And so, yeah, Bisquick would be just as bad. Mm -hmm. And if the two of them were in the same room, it'd be hell on Earth. Or they'd really fight over one tug-of-war toy. Yeah, that is... A possibility. We should find them a, like a long stick so that they can do that <laughs> because that's the sort of shit that I always see dogs fight over. One of them grabs one end and the other grabs the other end because it's moving now and then they start running the opposite way and they just start going in circles. Shit's hilarious to me. It's up there with dogs who can't catch treats like those dogs <laughs> that get hit with a hot dog in the face all the time. <laughs> watched quite a few compilations of that especially oh. with the dogs that have like mouths that are so wide they shouldn't be able to miss that sort of stuff and they somehow still do. Yeah, and it's not like small treats. Like when somebody's like throwing a little kibble at at a, at a dog and they don't catch it, I'm like, ah, I wouldn't have caught it, right? But these these guys are chucking whole ass hot dogs at these dogs, and they're like, when it just hits them in the face, like <laughs> you gotta wonder, is the dog doing it on purpose at this point? It likes being on the internet. <laughs> Can't make its money any other ways. <laughs> just it's on only pups. <laughs> I was wondering where my money was going. Damn it, Bisquick got a hold of my credit card. To pay for her own OnlyPups account? That's weird. I'm subscribed to Sexy Wolf? I don't remember doing that at all. Well, time to go cancel that. <laughs> yeah, cancel that. I know you're just taking <laughs> off your pants. No, no, I'm canceling. I'm canceling it. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, Ringo does not watch dog porn. To the best of my knowledge, I don't watch it either. <laughs> Well, since since you ended up asking me what I was drinking, do you have a drink with you? I've got this delicious peppermint tea. It's mm. uh, straight from the box. I think it's a big low peppermint tea, but it's the kind with like the peppermint candies on it. It's pretty Ooh. good. I don't think there's any peppermint candy in the tea, but the box has the peppermint candies on it. It's to uh, not be confused with regular mint tea, which has just mint leaves on it. Which... Honestly, at a certain point, all herbs look the same to me, so yeah. at a distance, I'm always like, huh, it's green and it's got plants on it. I have no idea what I'm about to buy. <laughs> I'd be I useless. Hope it tastes good. I would be absolutely useless in a situation where 
you're at like a market that doesn't have labels and somebody's like, pick me up at some time. I'd be like, hmm, well, we're going to roll the dice and hope that what I bring home is the, is the right thing. Uh, I know for me, they, they have a 50-50 chance of getting rosemary because I believe those are very similar in, in shape. I couldn't tell you. I know what plants not to eat. That was part of my training as a youth. But what plants, what, the ones that you can eat, what each one of them is, don't know. <laughs> All right, you want to talk about this amazing film that we saw? Yeah, the one that tricked us. Yeah, the one that tricked us. This is 2023's Just Like a Christmas Movie, starring, it's on Paramount, it's rated TVPG. It's starring Marie Collins as Emily, Brad Harder as Chris, Stephanie Isaac as Carly, Beth Fotheringham as Holly, or maybe Fotheringham, not 100% there, Lauren Jackson as Gwen, and Dave Kenneth McKinnon as Santa. Shout out to Benjamin Stevens as Dr. Holloway. Emily is a career-oriented woman who hates Christmas, while her best friend slash assistant Carly loves Christmas. She's trying to spend Christmas in Bali when she gets stra- uh, when she gets tangled in some lights and hits her head. She wakes up in the airport for Blue Spruce, a nowhere town covered in snow that's also full of Christmas magic. And she realizes... She's in a Christmas movie. Santa needs her to recover her Christmas spirit and blah, blah, blah. We all know how this goes. In the end, they make out. I'd say at this point, let's hear it from critics, but there actually are no critic reviews in this movie. There are no ratings on Rotten Tomato. Metacritic doesn't even have a listing for this. There are two reviews on IMDb, both of which are... One of which is clearly from somebody who English isn't their first language, and the other one is excessively long, and I couldn't find anything good in it. This movie is called Waking Up to Christmas in the movie itself, which is very confusing. But you can find the movie Waking Up to Christmas streaming on YouTube, and there's a few comments below the movie, but again, nothing worth really calling out. So, for all intents and purposes, this is the first critical review of 2023's Just Like a Christmas Movie. And I had mentioned at the top that Hallmark tricked me, because I have been adamant about the fact we will not review TV movies, because there's enough movies to review, and people have made the argument that there's not a ton of difference between a made-for-Netflix rom-com and a TV movie, but I still argue that production and audience and content that could be shown if they wanted to all change. However, this time, Hallmark slipped one past me, because just like a Christmas movie, does not come up with the tag TV movie when you search it in Google. So, congratulations, Hallmark. Congratulations, Real One Entertainment. You slipped one by me, and we watched it. Now that I'm done griping, that's my that's my critic review. I'm mad at being tricked. Now that I'm done <laughs> griping, Ringo, what did you think of this movie? Well, with everything that you, you said there, I have to say, they might have slipped one past us, but it's bad for them that their first critical review is coming from us that's that's the kind of that's the promise we give you guys on on streaming wasteland sometimes there's movies that no one's ever heard of or talked about on this podcast except for us stay tuned for brother's shadow coming 2024 sometime when we have a gap week So, uh, before I get into what I felt about this, my wife walked in while I was starting it up, and she left the room laughing. She's like, you and Greg are in for it. So I assume she watched it. I didn't ask her. But (laughs) she's like, yeah, that one's fine. (laughs) And then 
Then follow up, you and I were talking about this, and you told me that this was a horror film, and I went, I started believing you <laughs> so much, man. There were so <laughs> many little tidbits. Like, if, if this was a... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hall Dark well, I... Productions. That's that's coming after Streaming Wasteland. After we get successful, we're starting our own movie company called Hall Dark, and it's just um, Hallmark I'm... movies, but they're, they have dark endings. I, I'm so down for that. But I have something in, in here. Santa Claus saying we need to, to fix the ir, uh, irreparable damage before it's too late. And then odd camera angles, weird shit happening, lines being delivered as if Emily spoke even though she didn't. Christmas Necronomicon and a bunch of other shit. And I was like fucking going down this route and then it ends on a happy note. And I'm like, <laughs> damn it. Damn it. So from a horror standpoint, yeah, this is a great horror movie. <laughs> Almost, except for the lack of horror and <laughs> and no payoff. Hey, with the right imagination, there is payoff for me. Well, yeah, no. but this isn't Imagination it, Wasteland. It could be. Streaming Imagination? I don't know. Imagination it, Wasteland sounds better. Yeah. You can put Wasteland after a lot of stuff, and it makes a decent show name. Mm-hmm. Yahoo Inbox Wasteland. <laughs> so, I didn't, I didn't hate this movie. For some of the romance movies that we've watched, this one, I think, was okay because it seemed like it was trying to do different things than uh, than a lot of the boring romance movies that we've watched or the romance movies that kind of just don't hit any anything. But the weird plasticky dramatization of, like, how people speak and how they interact with each other, followed by, like, Emily cannot stay on her feet for shit, which I understand that's a, that's a trope in rom-coms. And romances, but it seemed like really overdone in this one because uh, it was like the screen would turn, the, the camera would turn to her and she'd fall over. <laughs> Did you never learn how to walk, Emily? Calm down. <laughs> no, that's why she was going to Bali because I think yeah, she's enough. originally from New York City and it never snows in New York City. Never, never, never. not not at all. I didn't, I didn't get to listen to my New York buddies in the military go ahead and complain about that all the damn time. <laughs> something that I I really appreciated about this movie and uh, you and I talked about it was like the first time that a musical was about to start and Emily like looks up at the sky and she's like no musicals and then just <laughs> record scratch I was like yeah and then they ended up adding in musicals anyway so I was like oh you guys ah, it was like... only like five <laughs> bars of a song and it was mostly about how she hated musicals yeah but the the one at the end where she ends up calling what's his name Chris yeah, we're, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was Chris. it was like five bar. Oh well, yeah. I mm-hmm. guess there's that one at the end, but still, it was only like two verses, maybe three. I'm alright with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's, it's not. It wasn't as uh, awful as it has been. By the way, was the the father's name Holly? No, the father's name was. Uh, I don't have IMDb pulled up, but it was so, like Roger or Jack or something like that. Was was it Herbie? Maybe. Because I'm going to tell you, every time they they said his name, I was like, are they saying herpes? <laughs> no, the, I know the mom's name is Holly. I just don't remember okay. what the dad's name is. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I I could have sworn his name was like Herbie, like H-U-R-B-E. It's Herbie. Yeah, you're right. Okay. It's not so the way that they were. Okay, the way that they were saying it, I was like, you guys really need to emphasize that B because it does not sound like you're saying Herbie. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I didn't have too many issues with this movie. Uh, it's not the worst romance that we've ever watched. What about That's you? True. How do you feel? Yeah, so 
Like I said, Hallmark tricked me. I was very upset. For anybody in the future out there who is making a movie that is going to be released on TV and then later on streaming, please save like the $4,000 it takes to have your title card professionally changed in the movie. Because that's what fucked me up in the beginning is I was worried that I was watching the wrong movie. My eyesight's not as great as it can be now. My wife recently got a new job, and so I have benefits again, and so glasses are actually first thing Paramount on the table. Not Paramount Plus, but just Paramount. But yeah, so as I'm putting stuff on, I'm hoping that it's the right stuff. Usually I'm pretty close, but I can't see my little typos and stuff like that. Like I said, my vision's shit. Then this movie's title card says, Waking Up to Christmas, and I was like, fuck, dude, did I put on the wrong thing? Is it... And I, I, did, I did a bunch of digging. I, I actually, this movie I think is only 90 minutes long, but it took me two hours and some change to watch it because I did a bunch of digging to make sure we were watching the right film. And something I realized as uh, we were going through it is this is actually a really good Christmas movie. Hallmark tricked me twice. I had a lot <laughs> of fun with this movie. So the premise, the idea that it sells you on on its uh, about page is that it's basically a send up and a, and a parody of Christmas movies. Uh, especially the Hallmark Christmas movies. And because that's the case, my initial gut reaction was that this was actually going to be terrible because there is no shortage of... Hmm. I'll just go back to my usual punching bag, right? There are no shortage of people who think they're Disney, including Disney, and think that comedy is something that is just, I referenced myself, get it, wink, wink, I'm in on the joke. And so... It's cute when you see it in little doses. I think a great example of how it can be done is Wreck-It Ralph, where Disney isn't just winking at themselves, but they're winking everything else. And I think a bad example of how it can be done is in Ralph Wrecks the Internet, where we have 10,000 Disney princesses and they're all just repeating tropes about themselves. And it really doesn't work. But what makes this movie work really well is that Emily <laughs> is like, is, as she enters Christmastown, Emily finds herself saying, what the fuck is going on? And Santa shows up and tells her, yeah, this is fucking batshit crazy, but that's what's up. Everybody else in the town plays it as fucking straight as an arrow. There is not one, like nobody, no matter how many times she points out, how did you fill up this coffee with hot chocolate before you even knew what I wanted? And they're just like, yeah, it's a secret. They don't give one fuck. Nobody, nobody in this town breaks character for a second, right? Nobody thinks about their ridiculous backstories, their origin stories. I shouted out Ben Stevens as Dr. Holloway because that character made me laugh so goddamn much. Every time he showed up on screen, he was like, sorry, I'm a doctor with a precocious child. I was fucking dying, right? This is a good version of a Christmas movie. Now, let's not get carried away. This is still a fucking Hallmark movie. The main character still hates Christmas, but at least in this one, there's a reason that they hate Christmas, and it's because they are a realist and they don't believe in all of this magical bullshit. And it's actually a reason that I can get on board with. Of course, she sold out very easily. Apparently, what I need to do is travel to uh, Blue Spruce and hit my head and meet Brad Harder, who, not a porn star with that name? Like, come on. But Brad Harder... And yeah, then I would then I would forgive everybody for being uh, overly sentimental around Christmas as well. But it's got its moments. It's definitely cheesy. It's paint by numbers, but it's it makes fun of the fact that it's paint by numbers. When Carly arrives in Blue Spruce as uh, a gift to Emily from Santa, uh, her own personal elf, as he puts it, she immediately identifies, oh, you've 
not had your Christmas romance yet. And uh, Emily's like, I'm I'm not going to do that. And Carly's like, well, that's how these movies work. And to me, this is the highest praise I'm going to give this is this feels like a scary movie or a kind of like a hot fuzz for the Christmas movie TV movie genre. Don't do this again, Hallmark. You've done it. Don't do it again. Do not try to make this into something that it's it's not a franchise. You can't keep doing it. You've succeeded at doing this because you've made seven billion of these movies, one for every person on the earth. And now you've finally made one taking the piss out of yourself. And I think that's fantastic. I truly enjoyed this. Don't do another one until you've reached 14 billion movies. That's what I thought of this movie. I I can completely agree with you on that. I think that a second one of these would ruin what they did with this one. Yeah, and I think that overall, like I said, it was clever enough. So something I want to I want to tangent just a little bit here on, but it's still related to this movie. I was having a bitch of a time. So I watched this movie Monday. We're recording this Thursday. I believe this movie will be out on a Monday as well. So it's about two weeks by the time you're hearing this episode from when I watched it. And I like to go and research, see if I can find somebody who can guide me down a path of explaining certain critical theories, certain ideas, etc. And so my gut instinct here was what makes a parody good? Because I was having trouble putting my finger on like what what it is that makes this parody work. And there is almost no content out there available for talking about how to write a good parody, how to write a good spoof. There's a lot of content about satire, but satire has this sheen on it that art nerds will flock around like, oh, satire is about speaking truth to power. So a good satirist? Oh, you don't even understand. Oscar Wilde's my fucking hero. And you're just like, ah, god damn, dude. I like Oscar Wilde too, but stop talking like that and stop looking at me like that. I want to leave this coffee shop. I don't know you. But the... But yeah, for, for parody and spoof genres that are seen as less than by their comedic nature, there's almost no resources. And so if you're a film critic out there or a writer or somebody who has some experience, please, please make a video or, or write a script and I'll I'll use what limited resources I have to help you make a video. Because I think it's a genre that could use a little bit of innovating. I think it's a genre that has a lot of potential to be fun. The, the 2000s, we saw no end of parody movies, and I think that's what killed the genres they kept fucking making them but i think back to things like airplane blazing saddles hot shots these are fantastic spoof parody movies they're very funny hot fuzz is a parody of spoof it's it's like a self-aware tongue-in-cheek type thing but it still works and so if you're out there and you have the resources the knowledge to do it like come on man make us a video right write us write us the article shit you could charge me 399 i'll buy your article like i don't mind that's a fair price for learning something about writing and screencraft. So yeah, that's something that I noticed. And I, I was genuinely disappointed in YouTube because if you look up stuff like what makes a parody work or what makes a spoof work, you get a bunch of people who have made parody songs of the song work. And you're just like, great, good job, YouTube algorithm. But if you put in like parody literature, it's just like, oh, here are seven examples of parody literature. And I'm like that. But I'm looking for analysis. And I know maybe the answer is I have to do it myself. I've got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff to do. So you make it, Ringo. <laughs> I can go ahead and throw my hand at it and try. I, I just don't know where I'd start. I'd have to go ahead and start. All right. I, I guess I got homework on top of the homework. Yeah, you goddamn right you do. You need to start by dropping your current course load and going and taking a bunch of film classes. 
<laughs> so you know, you you mentioned like someone who who understands parody should go ahead and do this, and I was like, I could go ahead and drop my classes. It's not like I have two years till I graduate. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Just change change career paths right here, right now. Yeah, the VA is all about that, right? Well, so realistically, I could, so long as a lot of my stuff goes ahead and transfers over to the, the to the degree, it wouldn't be too much of a problem. The only issue that would come up is anything that the uh, the VA doesn't cover, I'd have to pay out of, po- out of pocket. So so what you're saying is we need to put Bisquick to work. Yeah. Bisquick, get on that only dogs. You need to make us a <laughs> bunch of money so that Ringo can put together a video about parody and make it one of the few on the internet. I really didn't find very... So, like I said, there's a lot of good stuff about satire, but this isn't quite satire. Satire does have certain hallmarks that... Not hallmarks, this is a hallmark movie, but certain milestones and structural elements that this doesn't really have. And to be the one making the schlocky movies that then makes a movie parodying the schlocky movies, it really does border right on my personal line of like, fuck off, right? My my Disney line, if you'll call it, the the D zone. But the, well, maybe we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't call it the D zone. No, it's uh, the D zone, no. D zone. But yeah, the this borders right on my D zone of too much yeah see see why we shouldn't say that it's not because it's dirty it's because of you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah this is right right on the d zone of being a little overly indulgent and that's so subjective and and there's no like hard metric for that whatsoever but it is one of those things where i think if they had gone five minutes longer i think if they had gone to a point where they had one more fucking character I think if they had gone to a point where they were trying to make Santa into more of a character, then this movie would have fallen apart at its seams. But Santa's in the movie for five, ten minutes tops. Emily and honestly, it's the the Marie Collins show here. Emily is the main character. And while other characters go in and out of the scenes, she really steals the show. It's all based on the strength of her performance. And I think it works. I think she does a good job of it. And I was genuinely surprised to find myself liking this movie. I I wanted to. I, As I've said before, I'm a certified holiday hater. I really, really, really wanted to find a reason to dislike this movie. But I fucking couldn't. It, it just... it. My only knock against it is it's still fucking formulaic. But that's almost a strength in this case. My only knock about it is that I was told it was a horror film and it failed on that... I didn't technically tell you it was a horror film. What I told you was at the end of the movie, we fade out to a Heartline monitor beeping and then going flat as somebody yells, we're losing her. That's it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I stole that from an episode of Buffy, which is impressive because I've only seen two episodes of Buffy. (laughs) One of them is the first one. I do find it funny that there are like scenes in this movie that could go ahead and like play into a horror. But that, with, with that set aside, I do think that the movie was way better than I anticipated, considering like everything that we've watched up to this point: Falling in Love, Princess Switch, which isn't out yet, mm-hmm. Castle for Christmas, California. Oh God, California Christmas that night, so night awful. for Christmas. Like, yep. Oh wait, no, the night before Christmas, yeah, mm-hmm. Christmas Castle, yeah, Christmas like, Kringle, Christmas Jism. <laughs> a lot of those, they all just mix together and they just fade into a gelatinous mess of nothing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this one, there were some nice moments of like 
Oh, no matter how much of this coffee I drink, it, it just keeps on coming back. Yeah, that perfect. coffee cup, by the way. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then the perfect hot cocoa every single time. That mm-hmm. would be wonderful. Perfect um, cookies every single time? I would never fuck up. You know how many times I've tried making cookies and they've come out burnt because I I got the temperature a little too hot? I'm going to say three. Probably about three. Okay, yeah, nailed it. Yeah. 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 Big I, secret, having, I'm Mrs. Ringo. <laughs> having, uh, what, like 35 bottles of eggnog at every, any given time? I'm okay with just getting fat off that. That's fine. For me, me, that's a deal breaker. I don't like eggnog that much, but I'll find some other way. I'll drink all the coffee and the hot chocolate. I think I'll be all right. I, yeah, that's that's the, the upside of that is you can have hot chocolate and coffee and Christmas meals all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think Cookies. that the other, besides the doctor, the other thing that made me laugh is when Carly's there and she's like, oh, there's no shortage of men. And every time she falls <laughs> over or does something... Like, when Carly's like, don't take the muffin that's left in the park, she's like, no, it's there for a reason. And the guy shows up and touches her hand <laughs> at the exact same time. He's like, oh, my God, your eyes. I was like, dude, this is too good. This is actually really fucking funny. I feel like somebody else who hates these movies wrote this movie because yeah. it feels like it's yeah. so spot on. So was uh, was Carly Emily's sister? Uh, I think it was her assistant and best okay. friend. I don't know that okay. they're related. Well, I, I okay. So Carly was okay. Yeah. So the the one thing I liked about like bringing Carly in was she's like, there's no end of men for you to have here, and like Emily just like grabs the back of her shirt or something and makes yeah. her trip. <laughs> <laughs> and she's she like, says, oh oh, hi. <laughs> and then the person's like, your eyes are beautiful. <laughs> I was like, that's she's like, so oh, good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But like I said, so Lauren Jackson plays Gwen, which is Chris's ex-girlfriend, and they, they don't even acknowledge the fact that her last name is Rinch, so that <laughs> her name is Grinch. And, I didn't even catch that. Damn it. Yeah. And so, like, they don't they don't even acknowledge that. That's how straight everybody plays it in the movie. It's just like, nah, that's just what happens around here. Of course my house is decorated like Christmas. My name's Holly. Yeah, it's just yeah. one of those things where, like I said, everybody plays it, and they're the Kringle family, so Emily falls in love with Chris Kringle. And so it's just one of those things where you're like, of course, that it all makes sense. And every movie that tries to do it seriously comes off as cringe. But a movie that's trying to make fun of itself doing it becomes something else. This was I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's the funniest movie I've ever seen. That's a far stretch from things like Super Bad and 40 Year Old Virgin. But it's way, way better than I would have expected a Hallmark movie to be. Yeah, I give this movie a firm recommend for what it's worth. Same here. I would probably give this one a 6 out of 9. I don't know if I'd give it a, a perfect 6 out of 9. I'd give it like a 5. It's pretty good. Of of the rom-coms we've watched, this is much more calm than rom, and I'm always going to lean towards that a little bit. And so yeah. I put it up there with, I don't know, A Castle for Christmas, which is or The Night Before Christmas, both of which are, are fine. And so this is a little bit better than fine. I do want to take one second to address why I didn't put, bring any of the reviews. Half of the comments I found, which, again, there weren't many, gripe about the fact that Carly is a lesbian, or at least queer. I, we don't know all of her details, but she's non-bi- or non-cis. And so there's four or five comments that are like, if you watch this movie, you're supporting the alphabet agenda. I just want to remind you that if anybody talks about the alphabet agenda, they're a bad person, and you don't need to hang around them. Those people only listen to Fox News and read Breitbart and are bad people. They probably also like an orange person. They just, God, it's that's very likely. Were, yeah, that's oh, what they were saying. Movie's too woke. It's too woke. 
they didn't have a problem with Santa Claus like teleporting. Or, no, I, I didn't have a problem with him. I like the the fact that he teleported. But come on, you, uh, you want to pick something to go ahead and have a problem with? Santa Claus is actually magical for once, like legitimately. That's not woke. That's just how Christmas works. But lesbian yeah, equal woke. Yeah. It's the same conversation you and I had about how the left, not the left, the right has has lost all meaning of what they think woke is. Woke uh-huh. is just whatever they dislike. Yeah, woke, woke is, I don't know why I'm mad at this, so I'm going to call it woke. Yeah. And honestly, let's be real, they know what they dislike. They just don't want to say it because they're tired of being called what they are, which is bigots. So, yeah, it's one of those things where there's a lot of ways to dress up what they're saying, but... Without going down that that rabbit hole, that tangent, yes, there's a lot of people out there who will tell you that this movie is super woke or some kind of, like, subversive bullshit. It's not. There just happens to be a not-straight person in it, and this really upsets a lot of people. So, do with that as you will. I recommend this movie. Fuck the, the idiots that are... Fucking Carly. Carly was awesome. Carly had a, a great moment, right? Yeah, it was, and it was fun to see. I really love that Emily, like you said, just yanked her scarf to make her slip so that somebody would come catch her. <laughs> oh my god, your oh. eyes! So that that also, I, I like that because it, it did something that we don't see in typical rom coms, where it's like it only happens to one person. No, it could happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. You slip, you fall, you get you get caught by someone. It'd be like me slipping and falling, and you showing up. I'd be like, oh my god! And I'd be like, oh my me. god, your beard. <laughs> And then we would rub our beards together and make a lot of static. Yeah, and probably a forest fire. I'm pretty sure that's how babies are made. Yeah. I never read the book. My parents were very pro not telling me about that sort of stuff and just let me figure out. I don't even know what babies are. Oh, like when you eat too much meat and you feel something in your tum-tum? Oh, okay. Yeah, meat baby. Oh, okay. Good to know. And now that we've gotten thoroughly away from Christmas, I don't have anything more to add about this, do you? All right. So this has been 2023's Just Like a Christmas Movie on Paramount, rated TVPG. We've been streaming Wasteland. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. I hope your holidays are going splendidly. And if they're not, I hope that they end quickly so that you can go back to having a better time. You can find us on all the socials. You can find us on all of the various podcast platforms. You can reach out to us at streamingwasteland at gmail.com. Streaming Wasteland is our handle on pretty much all of the socials, except for TikTok, because it's too long, so we took out the vowels. So Streaming Wasteland without the vowels is on TikTok. Go check out our other stuff. Thank you for listening. If you are so inclined, feel free to rate this podcast. Drop us a comment. It helps a lot. Let us know what your favorite Hallmark movie is. Say bye, Ringo. Bye, Ringo. (laughs) 